Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This comes close. In the slot, Kubelik shot his block chance for an odd-man rush, and it will be a 2-1-1. Tuck carry. Skinner! It. Sabres take the lead on the two-on-one rush, and Jeff Skinner's scoring pace to start the season continues to be on fire. Get some of this part of his game, tipped in front by Gerdeson, they score! Middlestack gets it back again, walks in with a shot, and that one to the rebound up top, stopped by Forsberg, scores! It squeaks in as Jeff Skinner got to that puck and snuck it past Forsberg for his second of the game. Rasmus Dahlin takes Thompson on the far circle. Dahlin with a one-timer, scores! Alex Tuck may have got the deflection on that one, and the Sabres get their fourth of the game. The power play works quickly once again. This is power at the far side. His shot scores! Tate Thompson maybe with the deflection there. Fake the shot. Greenway with a chance to clear from his knees. Now a chance for Thompson. He lifts the high one into the air. This will dribble into the empty net. And what a big goal that is with 22.5 seconds to go. Neighbors unsheathed in uh, the land of the Sens last night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Welcome in with Marty. I'm Brian. And uh, if you missed us on the post game last night, you know. It's kind of fitting. Sabres are in a bilingual city. Marty was doing his level best to uh, discern between English and French and what the thing is called that you pulled the, the sword out of, which is what Alex Tuck did when he was bestowed with the Sabre from Eric Comrie in the post game. The sheath is what it is, and the sword was unsheathed amidst Tuck addressing my brain can only comprehend words that I know so if you said five seconds before I asked a question last night on the post-game show what is the thing called and you had already mentioned that it was a sheet my brain did not register that word even being in the dictionary I'm like I don't know what that is it goes right over my head and then I'm asking a question you're laughing you're like what the heck I just mentioned it. So, um, yeah, I'm going to blame the uh, the lack of uh, vocabulary. Uh, I didn't do the homeworks with my kids enough when they were in elementary school and their uh, vocab words of the day. The other reason why it was particularly amusing to the two of us is because of our <laughs> nonsense in the pregame and not hearing each other oh. and not being particularly accurate and having to pick one another up. Um, I blame the Sabres in the best way possible for destroying the hand sanitizer uh, machine on the wall right seconds before we hit the air. And I think from that point on, um, it was a bit of a it was it was a bit of a crazy night for us in the best way possible. 
Why do you think in most NHL buildings, there's always a sign on the wall that says no soccer, no ball playing in this area because it breaks stuff everywhere. And it happened to break a hand sanitizer. If you follow the Sabres and their socials, you saw that the soccer game um, got a little kicky. Let's just put it that way. So uh, that's what happened. But but the game got a little dicey too. I won't lie to you. Like this was a, a game where I felt, okay, perfect. You take your 2 nothing lead, right? Like you take your 3 nothing lead, score the first goal, but it's even more important to score the second goal and then mm-hmm. score three and say to Ottawa, whoop, we're going to stiff arm you. You're not coming near us. Even when they bounce back at 3-1, you go talking Thompson to make it 4-1-5-1. It's perfect. That's exactly what we wanted. And then five minutes left and almost everything that you build just crumbles. And that mm-hmm. to me is... Uh, Look, it's it, there's a valid um, uh, uh, internal evaluation that everybody's got to do. How yeah. that happened, how, what happened there, but that that got dicey, and I I I, I think it w- was a lot more stressful for the coaches that they ever wanted to see that game go. Here's a question: Is every win a ten? No, no, no. I've actually used the word. I've used and described a Sabres win in the past as a bad win. And our producer of game night, Joe Pinter, uh, just about yelled in my ear as I said that on the talkback. What are you saying? It can't be a bad win. That's not a bad win. A win's a win. And I was like, no, this is a terrible win. Um, I'm not talking about last night. I'm just saying I was I used that in the past, so it doesn't have to be a 10. It doesn't even have to be an 8. It doesn't have to be a 7. It could be something else. Okay. So for the sake of conversation and for the sake of audience participation and for the sake of ongoing discussion here, as this was, after all, their first road win of the year, mm-hmm. how about we go along with a rating game? And again, It's not to be critical. It's merely for perspective to allow for comparison from game to game to game, because we're going to take the wins as we see them. And obviously (laughs) there really isn't a true bad win. Like you once said on the air, but I know exactly what you're saying. And I know we know that people would have been a little concerned with how the game ended last night, how dicey it became, how it went from 5-1 to 5-4 with a penalty kill in the final minute and Ottawa having a 6-on-4 with the goalie pulled. So recognizing that everybody's probably, you know, most concerned, as they should be, with just getting the W. I'd be curious, would you be curious, Marty, to hear from people at Sabres Live on how you would rate the road win last night on a scale of one to 10. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's such a thing now in our society that you maybe go on X or on Instagram and you see a line or you see a score or result. Last night, you could see 6-4 win at Ottawa, mm-hmm. uh, up 5-1 with five minutes left. You can think, well, that was dicey. Now you can see Tate Thompson's got two goals. He's three and seven. I mean, he's on pace for, you know, 40 and maybe more like last year he had a goal in seven this year he's got three tuck scored so there's many ways for you to look at a, a, at at a, Gordie Howe. a you got a Gordy Howe absolutely Skinner with two goals there's so many things Dalene with a six game point streak now there's there's so many things you can look at Uko Pekalukinen with a win in his first start of the season and say well that's positive but then there's other things you can look at and say it's negative so I think it's 
it's kind of interesting to see what people think when it comes to rating that win last night. Um, I have an idea of what I would rate it. I know you have an idea of what you would rate it, but getting the consensus from people as to what they think. I mean, geez, we put out a tweet this morning. It says, fill in the blank. Blank is your reaction to Brady Kachuk getting his instigator, uh, you know, automatic suspension basically rescinded. And people are going up and over. I'm like, did you not watch the play? Like, he didn't in instigate anybody. But if you follow the rule and you didn't watch it, you'd say, that's a $10,000 fine for DJ Smith, the coach of the Ottawa Center. And that's a suspension for Brady Kachuk. Because? Brady Kachuk. Explain because you can't instigate in the last five minutes of a game. Mm -hmm. That's to take away the somebody taking exception, running a player, uh, and and you know beating the crap out of somebody when they don't want to. Being But fake tough. Being fake tough. The fake tough is a big part. So that rule is in place for the automatic suspension, but it also is a reviewed system and sometimes the referee on the ice sees something but when you look at the video you see something else this was clearly not an instigator on Brady Kachuk mm -hmm. he Alex Tuck gave him a, a sneaky you know kind of blind hip I if Brady Kachuk did that to one of our guys I'd be on the air calling him dirty and everything and then I get a text from a family member saying leave my kid alone um oh did I say a dad because okay, I said Walt. my kid Exactly. Um, which I have before. Uh, but it was Tuck that did it to Brady Kachuk. Eh, okay, Alex, you're playing with fire here. Brady Kachuk dropped his gloves yeah. and basically said, come on, let's go. He pulled a Rocky against Apollo. He says, come on, let's go. And then Tuck dropped his glove and fought him. There was no instigator. So anyway, long story short, Sometimes people just take something they read and they respond to it. You got to explore it, but it'd be interesting to see what people felt of the rating of the Sabres win last night. Okay, so we'll land on a number a little bit later on. We want your input at Sabres Live, and we look back and think of, in the pregame, what were the focal points? Not a lot of offense yet from Thompson. Not a lot of offense yet from Tuck. Yes. Zach Benson coming back in after not being a part of the previous two. And Uko yes. Pekalukanen getting his first start of the year. One of those four? Or was there a different storyline that you take away as the biggest individual development through the course of that game last night against Ottawa? Um, ooh. Penalty, penalty kill continuing is great work despite given a power play goal. Like the, for me, the power play, uh, the penalty kill, the five on three early in the second, that's another storyline. They've been fantastic throughout this season. I am going to say the biggest story for me, despite the fact that the game ends up six, four is Lukanen and how he looked not having played in three weeks You know, October 4th was his last game action. October 4th was a the second last preseason game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, Levi playing four straight, Comrie playing two straight, and then Lukanen comes in. And I, I I felt like he acted, and maybe that was fake, not fake tough, but fake. Sometimes you fake your, your confidence. Sometimes you fake your aggressiveness. And then he bought into it and was really good. So I think to me, that would be the... Uh, The, the the my biggest story out of last night, um, maybe because I'm biased with, with in regards to goaltending, but um, I, I felt like that was a, a big plus for the Sabers.
Well, and uh, quickly off of that, do you think he will get the next start on Friday in New Jersey against the unbelievably hot Jack Hughes, who is Gretzky-esque right now? And we say that because we know that Gretzky has the record of a 51-game point streak to start a season when he averaged three points a game during that streak. Well, Hughes is right behind right now. He has 14 points in his first five games, and the Devils will be in action tonight against the Capitals. Yeah, so, um, and Tyler Toffoli had a hat trick yesterday, by the way. So yes. that is, uh, he's he's getting hot at the right time, too. Hey, Nico the Devils Easter. are good, and they've got a lot of guys that have not lit it up yet. So, no, like, Nico, yeah. Jesper Bratt is flying. I mean, he made a pass to Nico Ischier. It was it was uh, waved off for a goaltender interference. Um, but Jesper Bratt was flying that. They, they, the New Jersey Devils are good. We'll talk about them more on Thursday, Friday. Um, but I would play Lukanen again. Just like Comrie got a game and had a big win, right? Against the, uh, uh, that was 10, no, that was the New York Islanders. And then yes. he started again the next one. So for me, I would say, yes, Lukanen has a big win. But not only because of the way he looked, I looked at the numbers. I mean, in the game last night, the shot attempts from the slot at even strength. So five on five, four on four, whatever. were 24 to 15 for the Ottawa Senators. The amount of traffic... The amount of grade A looks and shot attempts that Lukanen had to face in this game was significant. And it wasn't just in the last five minutes of the game. It was throughout the whole game. And I I believe, for me, the reason right now they have three goalies is because they believe in all three goalies. If they didn't believe in Lukanen, he wouldn't be on the roster. So if you believe in him and he gave you that performance against Ottawa, you it's almost automatic that you have to go back to him. And I'm not saying that you don't go ever go back to Levi and you don't ever go back to Comrie. They believe in all three of them. Mm-hmm. So Levi started the first four. They believed in him. Comrie started two in a row. They believe in him. And now you got to show that you believe in Lukanen as well after he got a big win on the road against a divisional team that that is supposed to be really good. And he was a big part of that. So Levi obviously has had a lingering nagging issue here um they're not skating today because mm-hmm. they have full opportunity to practice tomorrow before departing for new jersey in the game on friday um we all know the approach with levi was give him the games at the start of the year how much does his recent injury play into the decision here or do you believe that this coaching staff will proceed with a win and in mentality for each of the three goalies. I don't think it's a win and in mentality. And I remember Lindy Ruff doing that to me and Mika Noren in one year, you win, you're in. And I'm like, how is that? Like you can lose one, nothing and you're out. How evaluate each game, evaluate how things are and give somebody the chance to maybe build a little momentum. It's hard to do that with three goalies when you want to get every all three going. But I think with Levi, number one, you got to see, where are you at? Are you at 90%, 95%, 100%? Uh, are you getting enough practice, you know, time? Uh, are you recovering? All of that. So that's one. And today the Sabres are off. So that means you get one look tomorrow, and then you go in for Friday, I think that's pretty rushed, right? I mean, the, the the best case scenario would be Levi practicing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe looking at Sunday or maybe looking at next week. Get a good week of practice. I felt like Levi, watching from my eye, it, there's some, some little things in his game 
that are not ironclad right now, right? And his last game against uh, Calgary Flames showed that. So take the time to work on it. Take the time to get on the ice and technically work on some of the things. Don't rush. There's no rush. There's no rush. If we're going to believe in all three goaltenders, spend the time to play, to, to work with them, to practice with them, and give them a chance. It's not a win in your end situation. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Sabres looked at Friday and Sunday and they could go Lukanen, Comrie, Comrie, Lukanen, right? And say, look, you guys are both look good the last few games. Um, one is going to get one game, one's going to get the other. It doesn't matter if it's Friday or Sunday. You both are going to get in. I think Levi would be more for next week. Well, what if they don't continue with Lukanen? What does that do to him? Well, if he knows he's starting Sunday, for example, if you come into no, the but, rink tomorrow. But, but uh, okay, that yeah, I, I understand what you're saying there. But you say, listen, you, ju- Luke, you just Luke won P. your first game. What does it do to the guy if he doesn't get a chance to play the next one? When okay. everybody else has had that chance, there's a there's a way to talk around that, and I think you can you can say to Lukanen, "Hey, you were fantastic in Ottawa. We want you to get a home game. We want you to get a home game against a tough opponent Sunday. We believe in you, and Colorado is your game. We're going to give Comrie New Jersey and and a Friday night your game is Sunday, or maybe it's you know what, same difference, but we got to get Dev, Devin in on Friday. You're on Sunday. I think there's a way to talk about it and to set it mm-hmm. so that. You're as a goaltender, you're blocking out the outside and you're focusing on your game. And you're like, you know what? I played good. I played great. I feel good. I've got my game. I'm preparing my game. Not knowing when you're going to play next after a win or after a good game, that's tough. That's the tough part. Even as a backup, me and Henrik Longquist, right? I would play on, on, uh, on Saturday night. Hank would play Friday. I'd play Saturday night. I'd have a good game Saturday night. And then I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, okay, we have Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday. I'm like, when am I going to get a win? If Benny Allaire or John Tortorella came to me the next day or two days later and said, Marty, good game last night. Obviously, you know, Hank is going back in the net, but you're going to get a game this weekend. You know how much that meant to me, knowing that I like I'm I'm earning a start this weekend. I don't have to wait two weeks. It's not a tentatively you may play around that. It's like, I know when I'm playing again. That's why the conversation needs to be with Luke. And then, Hey, that it is Friday, that it is Sunday, that it is next week, Wednesday, which I think it'd be too far, but you got to tell him when he's starting again. That's the the main thing. You got to tell him. I don't know how that works when you have three goalies. That, like, right. obviously, Marty, no disrespect, but you were in the position to be number two to Lundqvist. Yeah. So there was no realistic expectation that you were going to just rattle off five games in a row if you had a hot Saturday night. You know what I mean? No, and I but do these remember. these three guys are all trying to be one. Yeah, And I so do remember how- one, one time in Detroit where I was with Dominic Hasek and I played a really good game against San Jose at home. And then we went into Detroit and Lindy in the morning skate told everybody, hey, just let you know, like Marty starting, he earned a start. Dom wasn't playing well. He said, Marty earned a start. He's going on back-to-back, you know, two games in a row. And then one reporter asked questions around, and Verada says, oh, it's cute for Marty, but Dom's our guy, and I think he probably should have been in tonight. And then before the game, Lindy heard that it was said, like it was probably played on the radio or something. He reamed Verada, and he reamed everybody, right? So, but the again, 
my situation with Dom or my situation with Lundqvist, it didn't matter. I could have made a 70 save shutout. I probably most likely wasn't starting the next game. I get your point. I get your point that it's not even a point. It's just a question. It's a question. Yeah. yeah. But I get your question that they're all fighting for a number one job. They're all, all fighting for a number one job. There's not a one or two or three. There's not a one A or one B or one C. We don't know what that's going to look like in a month from now. We don't know if Levi will be here. We don't know if Levi will be in Raj. We don't know if Lukanen will be here in Raj. We don't know where Cumry's going to be. We don't know. They're all fighting for it. So I think Lukanen would probably say, oh, I got Friday for sure. Mm -hmm. But if you communicate with them, Mm -hmm. that's the only way it can can at least pass as we're doing the right thing. You know what, Buffalo? uh, The Sabres are the only team in the NHL with blank. The only team in the NHL, well, they're not the only team in the NHL with an overtime goal anymore. There was no, two last an, night. Yeah, there's nine now on the year. Yeah, so that's not that's not good for Dylan Cousins. He's not beating the NHL anymore, which we had a great graphic. I loved it. Uh, Buffalo is the only team with multiple fighting majors to a player. And that is Alex Duck. What have we been talking about for the last 15 minutes? Goaltenders? Yes. Three goalies with a win? Yes. yes. Remember Ooh, last year when they established themselves on that road trip to have three different goalies with wins? Well, right yes. now they are the only team that has a victory from three different netminders. Yeah, no. Um, and it, I think that if you would have asked anybody in, in Saberhood and said, hey, um, by the end of October, would all three goaltenders have a win? The answer would have been yes. Now, if you'd asked Montreal Canadiens that, um, the answer probably would have been no, but Caden Primo started last night, had that chance to get a win, did not. Um, if you ask the Flyers that question with their three goaltenders, I think the answer would have been no, because Carter Hart would have played more games. Uh, the same thing in Detroit. It would have been no, because Billy Husso plays a lot more games. He's the number one. But Buffalo would have been the one team that he would have said, yeah, Levi, Comrie, and Lukanen will get each a win in October um, again. Not that it is the perfect scenario, but that's your three wins now. You're three and four, and you got one win from each goalie. Yeah, they should at least be three, two, and two, um, and maybe even three, one, and three, based on we all recognize the Rangers were full value for their win on opening night. And that was a night where you go, eh, it wasn't likely they were even going to be able to get a point out of it in the third period based on the way the game was going. Mm -hmm. But against the Islanders on the road, they were tied in the third at home to Calgary. They were right there tied. And uh, same thing with Montreal. And those are the games like Eric Johnson talked about. You get points out of, and honestly you get two, let alone three. Everybody is viewing this first seven game sample completely differently. But the fact of the matter is after a third win last night, you're right there. Two points away from basically everybody. Okay. So there's 80 games, 82 games in the season, right? Yep. So, and I hate to do this because Don Granado doesn't believe in segments, segments in five game correct. segments, but I played with a lot of five game segments. A lot of coaches did that. Number one, that's when we used to have a little extra cash. So oh. if we hit different uh, bonuses in the five game segments, um, we would get a little extra money. And some teams was a lot of extra money. Now you can't do that anymore because of the cap. And you can't say, hey, we're going to give everybody 500 bucks if you get six points out of 10 in a five-game segment. But we did that, man. Isn't it hockey-related revenue still? Uh, no, because, it, well, it would count as, you know, 
like basically against the cat. Um, Rochester, we used to have the one year in Rochester, we made out like bandits. I'm telling you, my second year in Rochester, we made so much money off the uh, bonuses, but it was more like, we'll pay for a team dinner. We'll pay for this. We'll pay for that, which we did. Mm -hmm. But 82 games in the season to make it an even, okay, what would it be uh, times five? So that's uh, 18 segments, 16, 16 segments. Thanks you. Yeah. 16, 16. yes, 15, 30, 16 segments. You have to throw away two games. So let's throw away the first two games of the season. Mm -hmm. So the Sabres in the last five game segment are three and two. They got six points. You throw away the first two games of the season. They got six points in the five game segment. If they get six points, every five game segment segment for the rest of the year, Mm -hmm. they're in. They'll be in the hunt. They'll be at 96. That's in the hunt. I think okay. it's going to be really tight. I think it might be a higher number, but you didn't even compliment me on my six times sixteen ninety six. Like I made quick math right there. I couldn't figure out I know, how many but segments I was, in eighty, but I figured that one. Can out. you not tell when I have self confidence issues and um, <laughs> like the fact we just had to do quick math on the air and I didn't <laughs> instantly say you know eighty divide six five game segments sixteen. You know, I had you to back me up. You 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 get to start next game, Duffer. I, I'll well, we, sit on the we, bench. We are in a mode now where we are quick to correct, even if it means imminent embarrassment in even honor if it's situation. Mean Brian, uh, uh, you know. Julien Brisebois or David Brisebois, whatever his name is in, in Tampa, we're going to correct ourselves. Yeah, we and hey, bravo to Jonas Johansson yep. for the shutout last night. He is three. I know people don't like Tampa. They're a division rival, but I happen to like Jonas Johansson. He's three, one and two with a 917 save percentage so far. I would say when they found out that Vasilevsky wasn't going to be available, they would have signed up for those numbers from Johansson in the first two weeks of the year over and over again. Uh, yes, I think that, uh, especially the way it started, I don't think it started really well for Jonas Johansson, and it's been trending the right direction. So mm-hmm. I, I like that for me. And Carolina's way, Carolina's dead last in goals Carolina against Carolina is a big, big problem. <laughs> and Pyotr Kochekov yesterday had to play well yes. um, for them to even be in the game, but they lose 3 nothing. They can't score mm-hmm. um, or they can't defend whichever way. But Carolina is in a, a world of... Uh, of trouble right now. It's only a few games in. I understand that, but they Mm -hmm. don't look right. Well, Razor uh, basically said last night was completely unnecessary by the NHL to have everybody playing at once. So we won't canvas him for opinions on the NHL. Maybe he paid particular attention to the Sabres and Sens. He's coming up here on Sabres Live. And well, you can never know with Rob, quite frankly. Uh, the Sabres are home, of course, on Sunday. It is a return to black and red because it is hockey Halloween. And yes, they're hosting the Avalanche at 1 p.m. Yes. Halloween-themed activations in the concourse pregame. First 5,000 fans in attendance receive a, pl- a pack of black and red player cards, which is going to be outstanding. Uh, and this was not included in the promo, but I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you. The Avalanche have won an NHL record 15 straight road games right now, dating back to last year. They just eclipsed the Sabres record of 14 straight road wins, which happened in the calendar year 2006. And maybe 
the streak will... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. will be at 16 when they arrive because they are in Pittsburgh tomorrow or the streak might well be over. We shall see, but we'll be back in black and red on Sunday, and we're back with Razor on Sabres Live after this. We're back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We're rolling on on the heels of a 6-4 Sabres win in Ottawa last night, and... Razor, welcome to the show. Guys, you, thanks for you, having me. You know, I, I, I work with this Amherst Hall of Famer every day in Marty Baran. I'm wondering what you think your legacy is in Rochester and whether it's greater than that of uh, the netminder here. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure. I, I really enjoyed my time there. And um, I think I kind of left a little bit of a mark there. But I find now, like now that I've got older and I coach kids hockey and that, every time you go there or you play against a team from Rochester, you're not the most popular guy in the world because there's a lot of people like to say whatever happens on the ice, oh, that's only because Rob Ray is coaching the team or something like that. So they have a lot, they have a lot of opinions, at least at the oh not. So I'm not sure. Well, I, what I would want to know from Seth Appert is, do you have a picture on the way down to the dungeon? That is the mark of if you left your mark there or not. So we'll have to uh, to know. I remember hearing all of your stories in Rochester when I played there because Scotty Metcalf and Dan Frawley were telling me the stories of Rob Ray when he was in Rochester. So and uh, you know, Snacky would tell stories. So you you left the mark. You were uh, you're a Hall of Famer uh, in my book, Razor, um, because. You're tough. Basically um, the equivalent of 800 penalty minutes in less than two full seasons. Yes. Yeah, but, but that's because John Van Boxmeer drove me crazy, and I, I had to do that. So <laughs> so you took it on on everybody else? You you basically I'm, jumped I'm, on the ice and saw Boxy everywhere? I went in a season, Marty. I went about three-quarters of it that I could hardly see out of my eyes for three-quarters of the season, let alone go play the games. because. You were young and you were trying to learn something, a new craft, and you were getting beat up all the time. And it was, it was not the most pleasant thing. It was, it was pleasant off the ice there. It wasn't pleasant so much on the ice when, uh, you know, we spent that. Did you show it off though? Like after the game, did you love the look that says, look at me, I'm tough? Because I'm not saying that's what Alex Tuck was doing after the game yesterday, but I felt like he was proud of, 
of having a little bit of purple and the left eye was swollen up and he was he he turned to his left like the camera was on the left it's almost like look at what is happening to me like there was a, a battle scar and he was almost proud of it like what did you think of that it, it's a badge of honor marty because yeah. not, not everybody is willing to go and do something like that but it, i think it is it at one point and then it hits a point where it's like oh my god this enough's enough and it gets embarrassing after a while um I think at the beginning, it's, yeah, it's great. Look what happened. And then as you get older, when you're supposed to get better at it and you're still coming out with the cuts and the uh, the black eyes and all like that, it kind of makes you think, well, maybe I'm not as good at this as I thought I was. So it becomes that little more embarrassing, man. Razor, having lived the experiences uh, like Tuck did last night, the number of times you did, and witnessing games, um, you know, that change or don't change, based on an altercation or two, how would you view how the game unfolded in the final five minutes last night after Tuck and Kachuk fought and whether that had any bearing on the game getting a little bit loose from a Sabre standpoint? Because we get a lot of people, you know, responding through Twitter that just, they wonder whether like it, that moment had the desired impact. They wonder like why the game ended the way they did when Buffalo was in full control. Like, how do you view that having lived it so many times? Well, I think in that situation last night, it was actually Alex that it, that addressed to Tuchuk because, you know, uh, Tuchuk was being a little chippy, a little dirty out there that, you know, he plays hard, don't get me wrong, but he's not always that type of a player. And I think it got to the point where Alex says enough's enough and, and he addressed it. I think it's good when you address that. At least in that situation right there late in the game, you're drawing Tuchuk off the ice for five, seven minutes, whatever it may be, whatever he got. I'm not sure the penalties. So he's, he's, he's out of the equation. And he is probably the biggest difference maker that they have on their team. And when he's out there playing that game, they, they thrive and build on it. So in that case, I think he did a good job by just eliminating that threat for, for a while. But at, at some point, I know people look at it and go, yeah, they gain momentum. At some point, yeah, but over the season, you're going to play these guys four times. At, at some point, you have to address certain things. Because if you don't, especially early like that, then in that game two, three, and four, you just don't know what it could be like. Because, you know, if they gain that kind of confidence that if we play against these guys in a certain way, then we're going to be able to dominate them, control them, take them over. But now that it's been addressed like that, it'll probably never happen again. Now they'll just go able to play the game. But I really do think that I'm a big point uh, of – a fight sometimes can change the momentum of a game. It's it's not so much maybe the outcome of the game, but the way the guys are on the bench and maybe the confidence, the way they look at things. And, and it just gives them that little bit of a, yeah, okay, let's go do this or we're in okay position now. So I think even them battling back last night, there, there was never any panic in their game. There was really no, oh, my gosh, this is going to be, we're in trouble. I, I, I know. <laughs> I panicked a little. <laughs> yeah. You're weak. You're not weak in the mind. You're, you're you've got. I'm not on the ice. That's the difference. Uh, on the ice, I never panic, but off the ice, sometimes you panic a little bit more. But let me ask you this, though, because you mentioned about taking care of business. I mean, it's five-one with five minutes left in the game. What's another situation? Tell me another situation that you can address something like that. You know, like you're not going to do it at two-two. You're not going to do it at one-one and put your team in a position to lose. You you know, if you do it when you're down 5-1, you're faked off. So uh, being up 5-1 and, you know, 
addressing something or wanting to get a little message, I I think that's the, the best situation to take care of it. Now, don't give up the other three goals after, but you know, that's the, the time to do it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, it's always been something you talked about. You, a lot of people get mad because things aren't addressed at the time. Sometimes like right yeah. in that. And, and that moment isn't always the right time. So you have to pick your spot, whether it's in the next game or, or when you do get that lead, it's like, I, how many times, Marty, you've been in the dressing room and it's like, let's get a lead on these guys and then we were gonna get them. we're going to get yeah. them. We'll take a number. Like, take a number when something happens and remember that. Get the little bit of retribution. And and that's pretty much the case there last night. So, yeah, you gave up a couple eight, whatever. It's no big deal. You still come out on top. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter if you win by four goals or one goal. It really doesn't matter. We're getting a comment on 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 Twitter X whatever I'm gonna keep saying Twitter but it's on X uh, SG the third I would say that says at SG three uh, he said it was successful last night because it was the first night of playing back to back and that's a significance like is I didn't even think about it last night and the point that it's back to back it's so early in the year and Benson was coming in and Lukanen was going in so there was fresh bodies. But do you think um, there was a a sense of accomplishment because they were able to win in the second game of a back-to-back against the Ottawa Senators who didn't play on Monday night? I, I think it's a huge accomplishment. And I think it's a huge uh, confidence boost for them because I, I would imagine going into that, there was a lot of panic of, okay, how are we going to beat these guys? You know, it's a team that we have struggled against in the last probably year or so that they've really give us a good, hard push every night. So I, I would imagine that was in the back of their head. Coming in off the back-to-back might have been the better thing because they didn't have time to think about it and worry about it. They had one day to prepare. Bang, get your mind in the right place and go play. So uh, I think maybe a game like that, if you have too much time to prepare, you have too much time to think about it, then you get yourself in the jackpot. I think it's better coming off the back-to-back uh, and just kind of hitting it hard for one day, uh, you know, in your meetings yesterday, preparing mentally and, and rolling into it. Well, I know you're going to love the next trip to Ottawa even more because Marty and I will be on it. New Year's Eve in Canada's capital. So enjoy that, Bring Razor. Bring Plan accordingly. Razor, I'm buying you a beaver you, tail. I'm... Marty, you talk about beaver tail. You don't have beaver tail till the, the, the canals froze. The uh, canals not how, froze. How do they stay in business then? I don't know. It's fake. There's, beaver, there's it, beaver tail kiosks, not, not just right by the canal. There's other places. I'll find you one. Okay, and I'm buying it to you. Buying a snow cone in the middle of the winter, you don't do that. Beaver tail is when it's cold. Yeah, I'll out. send you. I'll send you to the tanning booth because that's what you'll need. That's what that. If that you know, I'll send you get some some sun. You hope the canal is frozen then on New Year's Eve. Are you guys? 2023. Yes. Yeah. We'll go See for Razor. Bye bye, guys. <laughs> We're back after this <laughs> to wrap up Sabers Live. Stay with us. else comes close more ute in the americs lineup tonight with uh, matt savoy getting his first game and he will play on a line with kulik and rosean as the americs take on charlotte seven o'clock if you can't get to blue cross arena give us uh, a whirl on ahl tv i'll be alongside don to not only comment on savoy's first game with the americs but uh what's the birthday boy victor Neuchev, who turns 20 today Whoa, marty 20 years old 
Okay, is uh, first goal in Laval, so things are good, right? Yeah, you know what? Is one of those really talented that I mean, he took. Um, we took notice of him. I felt in the rookie camp, and and him and Kisikov together, and they come in a pair. They're a duo, and they're a duo, a young duo, but a duo that continues to get better. And so, happy birthday, Victor Norchev. And what do you expect from Savoy on the wing tonight? Well, I look, I. I He's been moving. He's been skating well. Um, I I hope that what we're seeing, obviously with Roseanne and Kulik, is that they they play with pace and they attack the net, right? Like, look, you got to be responsible in all three zones, and the Amherst definitely have to focus on their defensive responsibilities. But with Savoy, I just want to be north. Go north, get skating, get to pucks, do what we know you've been successful with, and then take that to Buffalo because there's going to be a path, I think, for Matt Savoy to to have his shot and at least a, a look in Buffalo at some point. Oh, Duffer, we're losing you on mute, bud. <laughs> Distract. Sorry about that. I was actually trying to do research simultaneously, and uh, my bad. But I was going to say it's nice to have the captain, Michael Mersch, back for the Amherst yes. tonight. and. Right now, Kisikov and Nochev likely to be on separate lines going into this one. But uh, again, no matter where you look, whatever line, whatever pairing, there is intrigue right now from a future Sabre standpoint. So yeah. it's really cool to watch. Now, rapid fire if we can. Okay. I'll stay unmuted. Around yes, the NHL last night, um, the what was the last thing I said to you before we left? You didn't finish the frenzy. I said I wasn't going to. Well, that's right. You I, did. I, I did. Oh, you did? I, I stayed up to the last minute when Shea Theodore scored the game-winning goal against Philadelphia. He scores the final goal of the 16-game night and robs Philadelphia of at least a point. Yes. Uh, it was a stunning turn of events. No surprise with Shea Theodore. But the real story within the game was Paul Cotter. Our date night special from Henderson this is why we fell in love with Paul Cotter. No one could have seen this coming except maybe you and I. The, the move between the legs? No, that like it's just, I mean, uh, yeah, he's got skills. He's got confidence. He plays with an attitude, an edge. I think it was great. Um, there was a penalty shot last night in the league. I thought you would have taken notice one, of that. One penalty shot. One Alex penalty Ovechkin shot. It was denied. to Alex Ovechkin. It's to give him a chance to score. And he completely, you're Alex Ovechkin. You have a curve that is like Stan Mikita-esque, right? And you try to go to your backhand. I know he surprised goaltenders before, but now they know that you may go to your backhand. Like, come in and take a shot. You're a shooter, bud. Like, don't try to think you're a, you're a backhand deeker. And uh, no, um, can you just, help me? Justin here? Wall was good. Uh, Joseph Joseph, Wall, I should say. Yes, yeah. you're really twisting things here. Um, I was not familiar with Stan Makita having a strange curve. It was Bobby Hull. They both did. They okay. both did. They were both in Chicago. They both had the big curve. But okay. I always, when we used to do the, the street hockey, Milik, like uh, plastic, mm -hmm. yep. we used to always say, my dad would always say, be careful that's Stan Mikita out there. And uh, so I, I think that's probably why. But I know Bobby no, that's, Hall that's and Stan Mikita both had the curve. Yeah. 
That's amazing. I I, mean, I was more familiar with the guys that had the straighter blades back in the day. And uh, yes, uh, and that's where Hull was obviously the uh, exception to that. 6.4 goals per game last night across the league and 10 of the 16 road teams win. So don't tell me moving forward ever again in professional sports that home ice is an advantage. It is moot. It's a coin flip. It's 50-50 at best. And if you don't believe me, ask last year's World Series participants who both choked away leads in the respective LCSs and didn't make it back to oh the my World God. Series. So, yes. Uh, Ooh, uh, Phillies. Biggest, uh, hey, quickly. Ooh, yay. Well, I, I'm a Phillies fan. I like the Phillies. I'm not a Phillies fan. I'm a, a Jays okay. fan. But Alex I like Georgiev has played every minute for the Avs so far. Yes. How much longer will that continue? He's 6-0. and uh, no, he's not going to continue much. I think he will play probably close to 60 this year. Maybe well, he's going to get the next game, right? It's in Pittsburgh and there's time off I'm, before it. And then he's going to get two more days. Then he's going to get two more days off before he plays an afternoon game against Buffalo. This is not ending anytime soon. I, I don't think he gets to eight. I don't think he, one of the next two games he won't play. Oh my gosh. They're unbeaten. Why would I, they I ever change that? We started 10 0 one and I played two games that year in 06, 07. Why? Because it was like, uh, Hey, worked, we got to get Marty obviously. in there. I didn't get the 0-1-1. I got 2-0 in that stretch, so it worked. Uh, quickly, for you, biggest surprise of the night, positive or negative, last night? There's no surprises. It's sports. We expect well, all it's, this. Well, or maybe biggest development. I think the Oilers look like crap. They lost 7-4 to They've the Wild. They've been bad for two weeks. Well, they were ahead, like one nothing, 2-1, 3-2, and all of a sudden they you get You can only hope off. to contain Ryan Hartman, okay? He had a trick and two helpers, and the place was bananas. The I goal of the night of last night, Matt Zuccarello's kicking assist to Hartman in the slot. Oh, uh, my God. Well, Paul Cotter's was the goal of the night. You're talking about assist of the night. but No, there... I think that Cotter, we've seen it many times. Zuccarello is Paul assist. Paul Cotter, we haven't. If Rob Ray pulled off that, which is essentially what we're talking about here. Paul Cotter is a be, good player. He could barely make the team when healthy. He's not Rob Ray. He's a good player. There isn't Rob Ray anymore because we don't, <laughs> thankfully, allow the game to do that anymore. Anyway, I'm just saying. Um, I, I would say that... Um, the Kraken not, coming back was a surprise last night against no, Detroit? Because they because if you think the Kraken owned the Sabres... Check out how much they own the Red Wings, too. The Red Wings have won mes two measly points, uh, overtime decisions against the Kraken uh, so far in their franchise. It was a phenomenal game, though. Late tire, unbelievable OT winner. And um, How the heck did they not call a penalty shot when Jaden right. Schwartz threw his threw stick? stick? I know. And it touched the puck. They were up 3-1. It should have been a penalty shot Detroit, and yeah. they didn't call it, and then they came back and tied it winning OT. And your boy, John Gibson, has he lost his number one job in Anaheim? When was he, the, when one was he number one? one? When was he number one? Shut in my heart, he wasn't. Basing it on salary only, like yours. You're number one, Marty. We'll see you tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.